Praise the Lord, everybody. Give honor tonight to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. I'm glad this is his house, and I'm glad we're here in his house. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful one more time. One more time. One more time. Hallelujah. Uh, by the time Monday night rolls around, I won't be here. I'll be over in Illinois, the Lord willing. It will be the first time in my life, talking about six weeks straight, it'll be the first time I've ever preached 10 services in a row. Hallelujah. And uh, you just keep praying for my voice. The Lord's helping me. And uh, I come to church tonight with a toss-up. That's not a salad. And thank God for Elder Sampson opening the door. Now, if it was me, I would have wanted to preach this last night. Because I worked all day yesterday long on this. And it's easy as a human. You look out and you see, okay, yeah, well, I'm like, and God says, no, nah, we're going to do something else. And Sister Samson obeyed the Holy Ghost and God moved. And, uh, but this is definitely for somebody here tonight, if it's nothing more than a reminder. Hallelujah. But there are some here that need this, because this is the only way we're going to get to the other side. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse number 1. Again, thank you for the opportunity Samson family to be here and uh, like I said the other night come Sunday afternoon I hit the road revival should not and if you don't allow it it won't hit the road with me you just keep taking it higher and higher and higher and higher hallelujah hallelujah now I'm not going to intentionally take a long time to preach tonight screech whatever you want to call this but it is, it is Friday night, right? Yeah, man. Like I said, when you start going 10 days straight, days get mixed up. But this is why we're here tonight. Mark 1 and 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight, not crooked, straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for remission of sins. That's where it started. That's where it still starts tonight. Hallelujah. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands, lift your, lift your voice. Let's ask God to help us tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. My mind and my lips of clay, God, put the words in my mouth. Let us leave here challenged. God, let somebody receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah, God, we love you. We're careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I challenge you tonight. I'm asking you, connect with me. What I'm fixing to preach is old, old, old. 
We can shout about a lot of stuff, but if we can't shout about what I'm fixing to do my best to deliver to you, we got problems. It's easy to lay back and say, Brother Witt, I've heard that all my life. Well, you just don't forget it. Because if you do, you won't last very long. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the gospel. Hallelujah. I've not come tonight to talk about religion, denominations, or belief systems. I've come to preach, thus saith the word of God. It's not what you think. It's not what I think. Hallelujah. Here's another one. Nor how you may have been raised. It's what does this book say? Thy word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. It cannot be changed. Hallelujah. So, if you would allow me tonight, I may not scream a whole lot, and I don't know why we say that. Because the Holy Ghost hits us and rah! Just like I don't know why we say, I'm not going to hold you long. Yeah, whatever. Hallelujah. But let's start at the end and go to the beginning. What's coming tonight, sooner than you and I sometimes even realize or want to talk about, we find in Revelations chapter number 20, John the Revelator wrote, and I saw a great white throne. This is coming, folks. And him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, young people, you hear me tonight. You're not very old, and, and I know where I am, and I know what this good elder stands for and preaches. Uh, but here, if you don't get this in your heart, there's coming a getting off point. Because, <coughs> excuse me. We are living in a world that is tearing down. Matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and tell you, doing research for this message, I was looking for something, and I came across backslidden, I'll just go ahead and, in my opinion, reprobates. I don't know who they are. But they took an entire page, Elder, to tear down this one God, Acts 2.38 message. And if you're not planted, we've got to have our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We find, number one, there is a God. Well, do Doug, Brother Witt. You'd be surprised at people that don't believe there's a God. There's a God. I've already quoted this scripture in this revival, but again, Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Who? God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. I know Jesus is the Father. Here we go. I know Jesus is the Son. I know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. The word Trinity is not in that book. There are not three gods in that book. There's one, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 
From that scripture reading in Revelations, we find the books were open. What books, preacher? Those 66 books right there we call the Bible. We're going to be judged by every word. We're going to be judged what we've done or have not done for Christ. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Go back to Genesis 1 and 1. I'm just going to give you a Bible tonight. This might be a Friday night Bible study. I know that would hair lip some people. That's not what revival is all about. Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. In the beginning, who? God, singular, created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God. I'm thankful that the Spirit of God still moves in chaotic, dark, dreary places. And God said, I'm going to tell you, when God opens his mouth and begins to speak, get ready. Things began to happen. And God said, he didn't ask, he didn't ask Jesus Jr. Because they're one and the same. God said, let there be light, and instantly there was light. Hallelujah, the word of God is real. It's powerful, that is a living organism right there. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, Peter would write, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. What? Knowing this verse, there's no prophecy of the scripture that is of any private interpretation. How many times have you been witnessing to somebody and they say, well, that's just not the way I see it. It's not the way I believe. It's not the way I was raised. Again, it doesn't matter. What matters is what does this book say? You hear me? He's not going to open the Koran that day. But the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. See, that's what they want to say. Well, that was a bunch of men. Well, here's your answer. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. John the Revelator tells us in 22, 18, and 19, he said, you can't add to it, you can't take away, or you're in danger of hellfire. That word cannot be changed. The Apostle Paul in Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel. He's writing to Holy Ghost-filled people that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another but there there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But here we go. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's in black and white in your book. That's not picking on any denomination. That's not slamming anybody. That's the words of Almighty God. There's one gospel. And if anybody preaches anything else, let him be be accursed. Now that's some pretty strong words. Plain and simple. And so tonight I want to preach to you, teach to you, whatever you want to call this. Some of you may be screeching by the time it's over. The simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for opening the door. Hallelujah. Simplicity is simply the state of being simple, uncomplicated, or uncompounded. You ever tried to get a Trinitarian to describe what they believe? They don't even know what they believe. Because it's hogwash. It's straight from the pits of hell. It's not right. It's not real. 
It's freedom from pretense or guile. It's without, ulter- without ulterior motive, pure and sincere. We have a master deceiver, an adversary. He loves concocting lies. He loves changing one word of what God said, and it makes it false. Just one. Go ask Adam and Eve. Today and throughout history, throughout the Bible, there were false prophets. Matthew 7 and 15, Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. 24 and 11, speaking of the time we're living in right now, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. He would say in verse 24, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. In, listen to this. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very Elect. Which tells me if you don't have it deep down on the inside, you, have, you stand a good chance to be deceived. Peter talked about 2 Peter 2 and 1, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Let me tell you something. You see somebody that's preached this message, that's lived this message, and they go, they backslide, and they don't just go in the world. They go into another religion. They are walking on extremely dangerous ground. Extremely dangerous ground. That's why John said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That's why Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly I am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep it's simple you just read it there's a hungry heart but I'm telling you there's an adversary stirring up all kinds of beliefs doctrines of devils that's why Paul told his son in the gospel Timothy I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead and his appearing and his kingdom do what I'm doing right now preach the word be instant in season and out of season reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine brothers and sisters what we have to guard against when a preacher gets up and preaches just like this we want to hang from the chandeliers we have preconceived ideas how many of us went to school? What did they do the first few weeks every single grade? They started over and went back over the basics. Especially early on they did. Because they wanted you to get the basics of arithmetic and, and, uh, and English and, and on down the line. That's what we do when a preacher gets up and he preaches again. He preaching the word. He preaches doctrine. I'm telling you, it's the rock upon which we're founded. Why do you want to preach the word? Because the time will come and let me say has come. When they will not endure sound doctrine. 
But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So what is the gospel? It is the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the message of salvation. It is the good news. So what is the good news, preacher? I've come to tell you tonight, Jesus still saves. Jesus still saves. Does it matter how far, wherever? Brother Tony, Jesus still saves. He can reach down into Catholicism, Baptist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Muslim. You can go right down the line. They're all in the church tonight. Because when somebody gets hungry and God begins to draw them, that's why we gotta pray, God, get a hold of the sinner. Draw them by your spirit. Hallelujah. He saves. And I'm so thankful tonight that I have a revelation of John 3, 16. It's the denominal world's favorite scripture. They don't even understand it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I am so glad. This, this, this Trinitarian doctrine is so wacky. I'm going to give you common sense. You ready? Come here, Elder. Come here, Brother Caleb Sampson. Well, you can stay right there. There's God, Jesus Jr. You ready? This is so common sense. What kind of warm-blooded daddy, father, would ever look at the condition of a world and say, hey, bud. Uh-huh. What kind of daddy would say, hey, listen, I'm God, I got it all, but you're going to go die for everybody. I'm going to stay up here where it's great. That don't even make sense, folks. It's that simple. I watched Brother Booker do this many, many years ago. God is a spirit. God's not even a person. You can't see God. But when a virgin brought forth a child, the invisible God became visible. It's that simple, friend. It's not two, three, ten. It's one. Thank you. In the beginning, God, I'm glad that I know who Jesus is. We do serve a common sense God. You'd be a low down dirty daddy if you sent your son to die for everybody else's problems. No, God came, God came, God came. He enrobed himself in flesh. Hallelujah. Guess what folks, there's two things we say God can't ever fail, that's true, but I'm gonna tell you what else God can't do, God can't die. God never has never died. The fleshly body died. The flesh died just like our flesh is going to die one way or another one day. Hallelujah. And so someone may say, well, then how in the world do I apply that gospel to my life? And the majority of us sitting here tonight know the answer to that. But maybe you're here and you don't understand all of this. Well, let me do my best in a short time to explain it to you. 
Apostle Paul in Romans 6 and 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are bare with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. He would later write in that same chapter, Verse 12, we live in a denominal world that believes once saved, always saved. That's not Bible. That means, now this is what's funny. You approach them about this. Well, that's not what I meant. Well, that's what you said. Because once saved, always saved means I can go out and murder somebody and I'm still saved. And they're going to say, well, no. Well, that's what once saved, always saved means, my friend. There's not a thing you can do to be lost. That's not Bible. Paul wouldn't say, if that was the case, he would not let her say, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you can still sin. You can still fail. Thank God we have an advocate with a father, but that's what we go back to an altar for and we die again. And so the first thing that Paul talked about we that are dead to sin. Well, how did we get dead to sin? John came preaching one message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. It's not popular. It's the roadblock that stops most people. Because again, in the denominal world, do what you want to be saved. That's not what that book says. Jesus came behind him preaching the exact same message. Matter of fact, in Luke 13 and 3 and 5, he repeats the same words twice. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So it was not strange when the apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost when the question was asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? He gave this response. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. It's still the number one building block of the plan of salvation. If you're here tonight, you hear this preacher. If you haven't repented in a long time, you need help. Oh, Brother Witt, you repent. All, you, better, you better believe I repent every day. I don't want anything standing between him and I and my salvation if my number was called or the trumpet sounds. I'm going to tell you what, I want to make sure I'm right. I might look right, but only God knows my heart. I don't even know it. You don't know it. He does. Repent. Repent is found 14 times after Acts 2.38 in the New Testament. It's found 22 times in the Old Testament. And the principle started way back in the garden when Adam and Eve fell and they disobeyed and they didn't listen and they did what they wanted to. There was blood and death from the get-go. There was death and we live in a day and hour where people don't want to die. They don't want to let go. They don't want to give everything to God. But they want the blessings and they want salvation and they want, uh-huh, Die. Die. I preached a message one time, are you willing to die more than once? It's appointed that a man wants to die. That day is coming for every individual in this house if the Lord tarries long enough. But if he doesn't, 
And he comes back. Only those that have died at an old-fashioned altar through continual repentance is going to be saved. Hallelujah. Repentance is sorrow. It's regret. It's a reversal of one's choices and lifestyle. It's 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Okay, preacher, I repented. What's next? Well, thank you for asking. Jesus said, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is what? Is baptized. Shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. The word baptizo means to immerse. We don't believe in sprinkling. That's not salvation. We're going to dunk you in Jesus' name. All the way down in the water. Everything's covered. What's the big deal? It's God's plan. If you're not baptized, there's no remission of sins. Hallelujah. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead and argue with the word. You can argue with God all you want to. You can't win. Well, I want proof, preacher. Okay, good. Acts 8, Philip the Ethiopian eunuch, and as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stand still. You ready? And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. He didn't pull out the sprinkler system. He baptized him. All the way under. Hallelujah. Well, preacher, I've been baptized a time or two. Well, how were you baptized? Does it make a difference? <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world. I'm not afraid. I'm not embarrassed to daddy. I don't mind. I'm glad I can call his name. This is the very verse that my dad many years ago got the revelation of the oneness on. Matthew 28, 19. This is again one of their favorite scriptures. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Guess what, folks? That doesn't say titles and it doesn't say name, plural. Names. It says name, singular. What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? That's why when you were baptized, you went down in the only name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, the name of Jesus. Without the name called over you, you go down a dry center and you come up a wet center. That's not ugly, that's not harsh, that's the word. And that's why Peter said it. When he got finished saying repent, he said, and be baptized, every one of you, in the what? The name of Jesus Christ. For, he didn't say baptize in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're not even obeying the, the scripture as it's written. For the remission of sins. And guess what? So did everyone else in the book of Acts. Acts 8, 16, 10, 48, 19, and 5, 22, and 16. All were baptized in the name of Jesus. But so did everyone else until 325 A.D. at the Nicaea Council. 
This produced the first realized departure from the apostolic doctrine of the apostles by changing the baptismal formula from into the name of Jesus Christ to the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. From 30 to 325 A.D., the church held to the apostles' doctrine of water baptism in the name of Jesus. That right there ought to stop people dead in their tracks. If it's not in this book, and yet deception has run rampant. Can I tell you, I'm going to tell you how confused we, we are. Pentecostal preachers have lost their backbone. There are people in Pentecostal churches, this is the way they will baptize you. Ready? You want to talk about complete confusion? I now baptize you in the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which is the name Jesus Christ. That is, that fills the pews up. That looks good. But it's false doctrine. It's not right. That's not what Jesus said to do. It's amazing that the guy standing there did it just like he wanted it to be done. They knew exactly what he was talking about when he said in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost because they knew his name. And we know his name. I'm not ashamed of, my, of the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of mama, the church, and I'm not ashamed of my heavenly father. Go ahead, call the name all you want to. It makes all the difference in the world. What's the big deal? I'll tell you the big deal. I'll give you a million dollar check. Not really, I don't have it. And I'll let you go to the bank. And you write father on that line, see how quick you get it cashed. That's right. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a cousin. I, I got him. But that's not my name. And you see how, and I know we're sitting here, many of us, we, this, we've heard this all of our life. But that's how powerful deception is. That's how powerful false doctrine is. But what it really comes down to is you can do all of that and still do what you want to do. Which goes back to the very first step, repentance. People don't want to die. Hallelujah. Even Pope Benedict admitted that Catholicism takes responsibility for changing the baptismal formula from him in the name of Jesus Christ to the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The second ecumenical council was held at Constantinople in 381 AD, at which time the Roman emperor, Theodius, or however you say that, adopted the tenets of the Trinity, which had been fully developed between 325 and 381. He made the Trinity a legal matter by adopting it as the state-wide religious view of the Roman Empire. Why can't people see that? They see it, they don't want to see it. Because you see, when you start preaching this book, buddy, things get tight. Because this book demands some things. You hear me? It demands a certain kind of lifestyle. It demands sacrifice. It demands commitment. Honey, if he went all the way to Calvary and literally died, the suffering and the shame and the reproach hanging naked between heaven and earth, you really think we're going to be able to do what we want to? And, oh, that's, that's not love. That's nonsense. I watch parents, oh, I love my kids, and they let them live like hellions. You don't love them. You love yourself too much. Let them do all kind of things. You don't love your kids. 
If you loved them, you'd train them up in the way they should go. That when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Oh, I know you can do your best and they can still make wrong decisions. But I'm telling you, if you really love them, you'd do everything in your power. Hallelujah. So I died. I repented, preacher. I was buried. I was baptized. Now what's left? <laughs> For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. That's Old Testament. Joel said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. There it is again. Name. He would tell him in Luke 24, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name, in his name, singular, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You're witnesses of this. Listen, guys, get back there and wait on me. Because I'm fixing to send something. Ah, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be in with power from on high. You can't be saved until you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. Oh yeah, you don't have to practice. You don't have to copy. You don't have to mimic. God is gonna take the most unruly member of your body that you can't tame and I can't tame and we still make mistakes with our tongue. That right there is why we need to repent. Well, preacher, you just don't know, you got on my last nerve. I gave him a piece of my, their, my, of my mind. And that's what Elder Carl Ballastero told that story years ago. A lady came up to him. She said, Brother Ballastero, she said, I tell you what, this lady went off on me at work. I couldn't take anymore. I hung my Holy Ghost on a nail. A bit big nail. Well, I'll leave that alone. First off, we don't, have, we don't have enough Holy Ghost to hang on a nail. But you go give somebody a piece of your mind, you better find an altar. Holy Ghost. They were assembled. Jesus said, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but shall, ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, but ye shall receive power, verse eight, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He said it tonight, the day of Pentecost has fully come. The sound from heaven, clothed in tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. Hear me, let me just go ahead and help you. Maybe, uh, maybe you, this bothers you. You read that and you think, oh God. I, I, I literally, my grandfather and my dad many, many years ago were trying to pray a guy through and he prayed and he prayed. He prayed everybody through in the church. He did simply by not getting the Holy Ghost because they wanted him to get it so bad they prayed through. He's still looking for the Holy Ghost. He's still stinging for the Holy Ghost. Their war slap out, Sister Samson. They finally stopped. What is your deal? (laughs) Poor guy. He said, I'm waiting for those cloven tongues to sit on my head. At least he's honest. I mean, it's in the Bible. That's not going to happen necessarily. I I don't know if it's ever happened again. Maybe it has, but it didn't happen to me. Did it happen to you? No. Happened to anybody here? You may have felt like fire. Fire shut up in my bones. But you know what? We all got it the same way. We repented. We went down in Jesus' name. 
And we begin to speak in that heavenly language. Don't try to control it. Don't stop it. It's not going to sound like anything you've ever heard before. Just let God take over. And I promise you, I promise you, he'll put a smile on your face bigger than Texas. It's real. It's real. I know it's real. There's something about this Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't want to ever lose it. I'm thankful for the simplicity of the gospel. And Peter preached, this is that. He connected back with the Old Testament. Then he preached a convicting message about the cross, death, and the rest is history. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you. To your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call Neosha, Missouri's a long way off from Jerusalem. And he's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. Well, it was just for them that day. Nah, because in Acts chapter number 10, Peter's preaching to the Gentiles. He said, God is no respecter of person. And while he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Well, how did they know they got it? Because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is the good part. This is the part I like. Okay, preacher. I hear all of that. But what about believing? Again, Hebrews 11 and 6, you must believe. Believe diligently is to carefully search out. Jeremiah said, and you shall seek me, speaking of God, and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Seek for me. But if it was just simply believing, and no doubt we all have friends that are sincere in their church attendance. They're more sincere than we are sometimes. They're more faithful in reading the Bible than we are sometimes. I'm Pentecost. I don't, oh, yeah, you do. You better be reading your Bible every day. You better be fasting. Uh Uh-oh. Got to keep this flesh under subjection. But if it was simply believing, then why in the world did Jesus say, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God? He didn't say just believe. He said, you got to be born again. He would go on to say a man, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And that's our struggle. It's flesh versus spirit and spirit versus flesh. And that's why we die at an altar. Yeah, the preacher, I got a scripture for you. What about Acts 16 and 31? Paul and Silas, we preached about it the other night. The Roman jailer, the jailer, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Well, what's interesting is the next two verses talks about them being baptized. So, oh, oh now we've added baptized, being baptized. Mm-hmm. Romans 10 and 9, here's another scripture they love. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But you keep reading, oh, how can you hear without a preacher? 
And if he's a God-called preacher, he's gonna preach Acts 2.38 because that's the command of this book. It's not just believing. But here's my favorite. Well, I, I, I believe. I, 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 well, that's great. Guess what Jesus said? Because this is Jesus' words. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You believe, you're gonna receive. Because if you want the Holy Ghost coming, you gotta repent. You gotta be baptized in Jesus' name. And then God gives you the Holy Ghost. And Paul looked at him and said, hey guys, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Ah, we haven't heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Great, let me talk to, it, talk to you about it. He preached, he baptized him in Jesus' name, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah, hey, listen, somewhere you've got to have faith in God. It goes back to without faith, it's impossible to please him. Yeah, and here we go with all the questions. We've all heard them, Sister Samson. Well, I wasn't raised that way. Oh, I just have a hard time believing my great, 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 great uncle went to hell. Oh, they, they love backing us in that corner. What's the book say? I'm not going to argue. I don't argue Trinitarianism with anybody. There ain't nowhere in this book that God said, I got to understand the Trinitarian doctrine. And I'm going to tell you something. It's dangerous when we start, start trying to figure out every other religion out there. I've watched them fall by the wayside because when you start playing with false doctrine, the devil's sitting back watching. You just better put your feet on the rock. Jesus said upon this rock, I'm gonna build my church and the gates of the hell shall not prevail against it. It was the one God revelation that Peter had. Thank God for the oneness. Thank God for Acts 2.38. That's still a part of our doctrine. Oh, it's getting quiet now. It's still a part. It's a vital part because guess what? It's that fence. It'd be like these walls right here. These walls would be holiness. The pews would be the Acts 238 plan of salvation. And here's oneness. And when you tear that down, that's going next. And this eventually will go. I just takes all them rules and regulations. For without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. It's that simple. It's the simplicity of the gospel. But you see, it's our response that determines the story. Because Acts 2 and 41 says, Then they that gladly received his word weren't there to argue and debate so many people want to debate today because the devil has put it in so many hearts false doctrine and and and, and us pentecostals man y'all think y'all the only ones going to heaven i've looked back at them and said hey friend i know a lot of pentecostals ain't going to heaven just because you're sitting here tonight you're not saved you're in the process of being saved 
None of us have crossed the finish line yet. None of us have made it. Oh yeah, come on. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that have been tripped up on this journey. It's high time we fall in love with the truth all over again. It's the simplicity of the gospel. It's that simple. Die, be buried, rise again to walk in newness of life. Ah, I love it. Heard it so much. Preach something new, preacher. You young ladies believe this? You got it in your heart? You ready? Can you explain it to somebody? <laughs> uh-huh. Can you give somebody a one God Bible study? Can you explain Acts 2.38? Not just quote it. I'm talking about explain it from cover to cover. Hey, listen, I went to college for seven years. Sometimes, Elder, I wonder why. Got two degrees. Never used them. God called me to evangelize. Degree in criminal justice and paralegal studies. I wish I had used them because I could go back to it now, but I couldn't do it if I saved my life. But I'm going to tell you, it was bad then, brother. But college now, what they're teaching Forget college, elementary school. Thank God for a Christian school. Thank God for a burden. But young people, you ready? You don't live in Christian school all your life. You're going to get a public job. Hey, I didn't, look, look, I done shut it off. You don't get this in your heart. You can't run. Grandpa, Elder Samson, would you explain? It's against my religion. That's a cop out. Why don't you? Oh. Why don't you cut your hairs, girl? Hairs. Why don't you cut your hair, girls? Ladies, why don't you cut your hair? You ever, heard, you ever heard Brother Gross preach because of the angels? His message on hair? It's absolutely unreal. There's a lot more to it than just being your glory. It's a picture of submission. Power. Oh, yeah. See, I, I'm, again, I hope this is all right. This is old school. It's, these are these things that we hear young people hear, 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 hear. It might blow your mind, Mom and Daddy. You ought to sit them down and ask them sometime. Hey, babe, why don't we do this? Well, it's quiet. Why does preacher preach you got to wear long sleeves? Man, that's hot. I'll argue any day, all day long with people. Common sense again. I'm a white boy. Folks, I don't tan, I burn. Give me a long sleeve shirt, let me get hot and sweaty and stinky. I'm a whole lot cooler than you are when the wind blows and you and your bare skin. Now, that's not why we don't do it, but damn, common sense. 
Man, there's other churches. You're not any other church. That's your shepherd. And you get your eyes somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's happening all over the country. Well, hey, that's the man that's going to give an account to you for you right now. You listen. You, oh, I thought you was preaching about the gospel. I am. What's wrong with my... Man, you don't even want to hear this preached anymore. What's wrong with a split in my skirt? Well, Calvin Klein, when he created them, he said, show me a split and I'll show you seduction. Right there, that ought to stop us. Man, sit down too. I'm not preaching against anything. I can just look around and see what y'all believe. But you got to know why. Well, it's just because my pastor, he's old fogey. No, it's not. It's modesty. It's modesty. God's coming back after a bride that's modest. He don't want a whore. He doesn't want a hooker. He don't want a slut. He don't want a woman of the night. He wants a bride adorned that's in love with him and nobody else. seen in Pentecost and I'm going to tell you something ladies probably don't have this problem here but hopefully it don't happen if you can walk out of your house a married woman with tight clothes on I'm going to ask you what your motive is because if your husband's Holy Ghost filled he won't let you walk out ha <laughs> He ain't going to tell me what, oh, there's the problem right there. It's not the day and hour, young people, to question. It's the day and hour to fall in love. Love holiness. Love separation ah, from the world and modesty. It's a beautiful, God beautifies the meek with salvation. Well, I just want to cover up this pimple. We'll quit drinking Coke. Don't put makeup on. Brother Witt, everybody else is doing it. And they shout out. They speak in tongues. Well, great. That's them and that's not you. Don't worry about them. You save yourself. And you know where you're going to be saved? Lining up to that man right there. You can tell I've pastored. You're looking at me and I'm looking at you. Oh, here's another one. I'm going to talk about the gospel. You probably don't have any problems with this either here, so I'm just going to hit it and move on. But we do, do, do we really understand and believe that tithe and offering is heaven or hell? Well, and paying tithe right is heaven or hell. I can't afford it, Brother Witt. You can't afford not to give God what already belongs to him. It's not yours. All 100% is his. All he has for is 10. And there are Holy Ghost filled people. You hear me right now. They got their sleeve linked, their dress right, but brother, they have never got the revelation. You know what they're doing? They're robbing from God. If they'll rob from God, you better hide everything you've got.
When God gets your pocketbook, he's got you. Oh, Jesus, I done butchered revival now. Again, and I'm not going to do it, but I could take you down the road of Pentecostal false doctrine. Oh, it got real quiet now. Kind of like, I'll just throw one out there. Jesus has already come back. That's why you better stay in that book. That's out there, folks. That's out there. And they'll give you scripture, just like the denominal world will give you their scripture to justify. You better stay close to God and the man of God because we're living in a day where the winds of doctrine are blowing everywhere you turn. Doctrine, the hell is creating more doctrines than they've ever created. The devil knows he has but a short time to work. Stand with me tonight. If I keep going, I'm going to get in trouble. The simplicity of the gospel. I'm thankful for the gospel. I'm thankful that he paid the price. I'm thankful. Yes, fifth generation Pentecost. This is all I've ever known. I've had some opportunities to run. I've not always been where I need to be. I've not always been on fire for God. I've had my weak moments. I've had my valleys. I've made my mistakes and so have you. But thank God for an altar where we can go back and start all over again. Lord, I'm sorry. Sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for saying that. And because they received, you ready? Not the love of the truth. I got truth. Do you love it? We sat at the table today talking about this. The love of the truth. There is a love that comes along with truth. And you've got to love it from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And you cannot sit around and, well, I just don't really know if there's uh, one God. I mean, I've heard it yet. That's what I'm talking about. You better shut your ears to some people. You better pay attention who you're listening to. Because the devil, I've said this so many times, if the devil could get Adam and Eve created in complete perfection to fall, who are we born in sin? And there are people that I never dream. Again, I'm not trying to be negative. There are people, Elder and Sister Samson can tell you, people they grew up with more, more than likely that are no longer in this because somewhere they sold out to the devil. There's too many lots among us. Take off walking for me. Anywhere you want to go. That's Abraham. This is Lot. Too many people walk with a man who walks with God. Lot couldn't walk, thank you. Lot couldn't walk with, uh, walk with God by himself. Because he walked right into Sodom and Gomorrah and lost his entire family and created, you hear me, he, he created two works of the flesh that absolutely hated God's people. It's old school. It's still very popular around here. That's evident. 
But you better be careful who you link up with. You better be careful who you listen to. You better be careful who you give your ear to. You better be rooted and grounded in this present truth. The Bible is the most up-to-date book the world has ever seen. God doesn't make mistakes. It's simple. It says, are you hungry? And are you willing to fall in love with it? The simplicity of the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection. If you're here tonight, you say, my God, Brother Witt. Let me tell you something. I've watched preachers preach for almost two hours on tithing and offering and somebody get the Holy Ghost. Because it has has everything to do with the soul. That the light comes on and they understand. Wow, I see it. That's it. I want it. So as they sing tonight, if you're here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost, I invite you, come get it. It's for you. It's for you. It's the best thing. Maybe you've gotten away from God. You need to make that commitment up. My dad used to tell backsliders. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yes, you've got to pray back through and speak in tongues. But a backslider, God's looking for his commitment. He's looking for a made up mind. You've already tasted and seen. You know the price. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fall in love with truth. Fall in love with truth. God, let me get it so deep in my heart that nothing ever takes it out. Hands and